This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're listening to the West Stanway Podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself Dave Walker and XWHU employee. With no domestic game to talk about, we are doubling up with questions from patrons of the West Ham Way as well as getting the latest news from X. In the absence of domestic football, there's no game to reflect on. So we thought that we would double up on patron questions this week. What are we kicking off with, mate? So Alan Woodhouse has said, putting to one side their contractual situations, which players do you think will be seeking a move away if we're relegated in the summer? And which ones do you think will look to move even if we survive? Um, Good question. Well, I think if we get relegated, pretty much everyone will want to jump ship with yeah. the exception of one or two. I think it'd be easier to answer which ones would stay, actually, yeah. if we got relegated? Who do you reckon? I think if you look at some of the British ones, maybe, I think, maybe if Cresswell gets an extension, I think he would. Um, Connor Coventry. Mm. <laughs> I'm struggling a bit here. Like, uh, Johnson? Um, I don't know about him, you know, because he's not signed a new contract at the moment, has he? So he's already been talking about wanting to get more money. So maybe if we, if we, we offered him a contract that did that, then yes, but at the moment... I think it'd be touch and go. I mean, Fabianski, maybe, but again, his contract's up in the summer, so his future's unclear. Ogbonna, possibly, but again, his contract's up in the summer. We're talking about all the old ones that might not get a deal elsewhere. Maybe Fornells. Maybe Fornells would stay. Flynn Downs, he'd stay, I reckon. Yeah, Flynn, yeah, sorry, yeah, he's a good one. Flynn Downs would stay. Um, maybe Danny Ings, seeing as we've just signed him, maybe. But I think mm. you're right. I think it'd be very, very hard to actually... Actually, um, it's more harder to sort of name people that will stay than that will go. I think the majority of the squad will go. That's why it's so essential that we do stay up because you can't expect a £50 million Brazilian international as much as you might hope he loves West Ham to stay and play in the championship. No. Same, as, same as people like Scabica and Rice yeah. and 
and Boeing and Aguered and Zuma and players like that that have all got like international careers on the line. You don't often see, you know, international players of the likes of France and Germany and England and Brazil and Italy playing in the championship, do you? So they, no. they would all look to go and essentially wouldn't be able to afford their wages anyway. So we'd have to let them go. So yeah, it's why relegation is just a, just a complete disaster for us if it happens. Well, I think even if we stay up, and this is part of the question, who'd be looking to move on? Because honestly, X, I, I, I genuinely believe that there are players that don't enjoy playing for David Moyes. And if you look at the players that would want to move away if we stayed up, I mean, I reckon you're looking at, well, Deck, um, Skamaka, possibly Bowen. I mean, you, you, you're talking about your big boys there for a start. Antonio. Antonio. Um, Aguered, maybe. I don't know. It's a difficult one and quite a depressing way of looking at this, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if we stayed up, we'd be okay. If we stayed up, we'd be okay, regardless of whether Moyes is manager or not. I mean, obviously, there would be some that would ideally want to move, but I don't think there'd be many that would actually push a move. I think, realistically, you'd see Declan go, I mean... Antonio's done enough talking that he's saying that he might want to go so maybe him I'd like to think if we stayed up you'd keep the bulk of them because um, but it's the, it's the relegation where you'd lose loads I think if we stayed up because they've only been there a year some of those players might give us another year I don't know if the feeling is so anti-Moyes that they would push a move um, in my gut feeling but who knows you don't know how they feel and I have I have heard that the players that are more unhappy are the the more recent signings out of the out of the players in the squad, so maybe they would. It's, it's a real hard one to know, really, at the moment, and it's just why, if we even if they do want to push a move, it's essential we're in the Premier League because if we're in the Premier League, their value is obviously a lot more than if they push a move in the Championship. So everything needs to go on us staying up. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of Shafal's comments recently in that article we done? Um, interesting. You're basically saying that Moyes is quite stuck in his ways and quite dated if you read between mm. between the lines, um, which I think we all kind of knew anyway. It's not anything that we say anything new. Um, there was a few positives. If you want to look for positives that Moyes, you know, took him to the side. We was talking about his man management, took him to the side and said he wants to make him, you know, the, the right back and, and trusts him and stuff so much that Shafal then lost interest in a move to Leverkusen. I mean, he put the he put the reason down so he prefers the Premier League but if he was that against the manager he, he would go no matter what so you could take a positive out of that I guess that he did say that Moyes took him to the side but yeah he's obviously quite critical indirectly of his style it seemed yeah I'll tell you something else that wound me up as well and I don't know how you feel about this and I don't actually know how the wider West Ham community feel about this but that podcast that Antonio did with Callum Wilson and that's coming up I, I, is it right? Okay. Yeah, a question. Uh, to, to, to a point where we'll, we just won't talk about it now. Cause well, it's no, let's just talk about it now and I'll just skip the question, yeah. Okay, mate. Yeah, so, I mean, I looked at it and, it and it winds me up because I know we've covered this before, but the club put a block on current players coming on this podcast, which is a podcast that has a proven reputation of looking after current staff, whether it's the owner that we've had on or whether it's young kids or whether it's first-team players. We've always done done them well. We've always offered to show them the questions beforehand. They can have final say in the edit before it goes out. But then Antonio's allowed to go on a podcast with a player from another team who's basically taking the piss out of West Ham, taking the piss out of the fact that we're playing, 
you know, part-timers in a, in what he's alluded to, a shit competition. And, uh, he basically finishes off saying he enjoyed a championship, laughing his bollocks off. Why is Antonio being allowed to put, has been, been allowed to be put in that situation when we are one point from the bottom of the table. It, it just blows my mind, X. Yeah, I agree with you. It's an absolute joke that he's on that podcast. It's a joke that he's on that podcast and putting himself in that position. Um, anyway, to be up for, you know, which is essentially a banter podcast, it seems, where he's going to have the piss taken out of him. It's stupid to want to put himself in that anyway, let alone for the club not to say, listen, mate, you need to, <clears throat> you know, put out of this now because this is just not lo- looking good on us. I agree. I think in terms of them appearing on the podcast with us, the only slight problem they've got, I, I would like to think, actually, if I'm honest with you, the club's stance towards me and you has changed a little bit, more so because I've got a better relationship now with the current media team than I did the previous media team. The previous media team were very keen to just shut us down, essentially, shut most people down um, that had a, an opinion on West Ham. But the current media team are actually a lot better and a lot more welcoming and a lot more modern, shall I say. Um, so I think they'd be prepared to do it. And I've actually, believe it or not, this week spoke to maybe three or four players that potentially coming on. Um, but all of them have said they'll do it in the summer. Um, they don't want to do it now, which is the right answer, I think, to be fair, because they should be concentrating on the football. But the three or four have agreed that they've come on in the summer, so that's good. But we just have to make sure we get over the line with the club. But the problem the club has is if all the other fan channels see that we're getting these players on ourselves, even though we would have been the ones that arranged it, and it'll be for our relationships and for our contacts, they're going to start saying, because it's happened before, if you're allowing those players to go on the West Ham way, then we want to have an interview. We should be um, able to get one and it won't and the club won't want to be seen to be discriminating against certain channels over others um, and then you get the questions of oh, are we in the board's pocket and all that sort of stuff so I think the club are now more on the side that they have to be seen to be fair to the fan channels than necessarily stopping us and I think that's probably why we wouldn't be able to do it now but in the summer I hope that the club would actually let, let us do a few Well I don't see any difference as to what you know, we had before. I mean, we've had so many players on the show before and I don't think any of the other channels that we've got good relationships with have have necessarily kicked up a bit of a fuss. I think there was a little bit of a storm in the teacup when David Gold chose us um, when he he spoke to the Not some of the ones that we're friends with, some of the ones that probably we don't know. But but I'm not being funny, it's life. You know, West Ham um, choose certain media outlets and journalists that they would work with so what's yeah. the difference? Yeah, that's true. But you try telling that to a, a West Ham fan that's starting up their own channel and sees themselves as the the next best thing, and they suddenly suddenly think, oh, because we've had it before, mate. We've had people groups, other West Ham groups get sort of jealous is the right word, but certainly cause us issues because that we've because of the things that we've been able to do that they haven't. It's happened with everything we've ever done. You know, even when we got invited to um meet with Karen Brady and stuff, it was me that was first approached and I actually was the one that said to them, you should get the other groups involved. It can't just be the West Ham way. And it was me that recommended some of the groups and we still got to stick with that. Um but the, the, I think some of the, the, the I think some some groups would make it a problem for us unfortunately. Most well, look, obviously, I, I can't have the answer from my perspective. It's tough. You know, if they was to get the interviews and we didn't, you just have to wipe your mouth and, and say that's life. 
and them to do the same. I can't give that answer and give that decision from the club's perspective, obviously. But from my perspective, I think it's pathetic if if there's an issue made out of it because it's it's like everything in life. You know what I mean? If you if you're getting your house decorated and you get three quotes from painter or decorators, we well, got to give it to one. And if the others miss out, then that's life. You win some, you lose some. I agree, mate. I agree. I totally agree with you. But um, yeah, just with the, I guess, from the fact, the club's perspective, that if if we think about it, from a balance point of view, they don't want to, they don't want to be seen to be favouring one outlet and not another. I guess because like they don't want to alienate themselves with that fan base. Possibly, I don't, I don't know. It's a di- it's a difficult situation. You'd like to think that the fans' groups would be like you said. Okay, I wish it was us, but fair play to them for getting it. But. Mm. No, fair enough, mate. Is no, what I'm, not, is, I'm not sure they would be, unfortunately. I don't mean that horribly to anyone. I just think it's based upon previous experience. You know, when we organised, as I said, the meeting, the bloggers' meeting, we had people say it then. You know, when we had the David Gold interview, we had people say it then. So just going on past history, I think people would, unfortunately. But anyway, this is from Will Rofe, and he said, Hi, David X, hope you're well. I will get to a pre-match event at some point. Can you confirm if X ever got his bank transfer for his Rangers tickets? Keep up the good work, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, good to hear from you, Will. I hope you're well, mate. He's a top lad, Will, and uh, I'm not even sure if I know the answer to that. Do you want to give people the backstory before you give it? Yeah, okay, so we went to the Rangers pre-season <laughs> game um, uh, this summer and we went up there and uh, Dave and I were very lucky that Will, actually the guy that sent the question in, managed to organise for us both to go into the chairman's suite, which was quite an experience, wasn't it? I can't, was yeah, it, it was. Gordon, Gordon Drury was one of the players, yeah. wasn't he? And there was a, a few other Rangers players knocking around and we got some really good seats and a night, a lovely meal and stuff. So we were very grateful to Will, but we had already bought Matt tickets because we obviously didn't know we was able to do that for us so we had two match tickets of which I sold to another West Ham group actually who I don't know the best way to describe it is sometimes they'd be like my buddy next minute I'd go and see they'd be slagging me off somewhere then they'd be my buddy again then they'd be slagging me off somewhere and it was it was very strange because they did at one point have a source for news and then that source kind of I think we left the club I know who the source is and then their news stopped so it was when they had news they were always trying to be like you know we're, we're better than him and then when they didn't have news they wanted to be my mate anyway for some reason the guy got in contact and said we, we he put we got a couple of tickets and stuff. He got a ticket in touch and said they're there for that he'll have them. So I was in a bit of mixed minds because of the relationship previously. But he turned up, we met him, didn't we? The three of us. He actually, firstly, he said, Was he apologized for all the trolling he'd given me? Um, <laughs> so it's just a bit strange. See, like a, de- see like a decent person and fair play to him for apologizing to my face about it, which he did. And then he said, Right, I can't buy the tickets off you because I haven't got any money on me. And I was like, right, okay. And he was, uh, and he was like, but I'll bank transfer it to you when I get home. And I was like, right, this is very, very bizarre. And because I think oh, I was just probably feeling like a good bloke that day, I was like, oh, go on then, mate. But in his fairness, he did he did transfer the money over, yeah. Did he? Did he? Did, right, yeah. okay, so it had a happy ending. I wasn't sure which way this was going to go, to be honest. Yeah, no. Blimey, you sold your tickets to a troll, and <laughs> then he's told you he's not going to pay for them. Like, this is the biggest mug off on, in the world. But <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm pleased he actually transferred it to you. Okay, fair play. No, he did. And to be fair, a lot of these trolls, especially the, when they're of that age, he was a young lad, a lot of them do the trolling, because they're essentially what it is, keyboard warriors behind a screen where there's no consequence. When you actually put the person they're trolling in front of them, they can't. They don't troll. They're actually very nice and actually yeah. 
like the complete opposite of the hard man image they tried to do through trolling. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mean, fair play to me. Apologise. Not many of them do. So, yeah, if he's listening to the show, I do actually think he is a patron. So he may be listening. So it's all, it's all, it's all good now. So all, it doesn't matter anymore. But uh, yeah, he did, he did, he did pay. Um, this is from Ryan Ailing, um, and I don't think we could do this right now, but it is a good idea to do for a future show unless you want to try it now. He said, "Evening, fellas. Interested to see the outcome of your all-time West Ham eleven in a draft format using other sports. So, for example, X picks a player, then Dave, and so on. But you cannot pick the same players. Apologies if it's been done before, but it it does that sound like a bit of fun." Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout, that is. And I do think that's a good idea for another podcast because something like that could probably take up the first section of a show. Yeah. So we probably should do that, X. And I think we have done something similar from memory where we're not allowed to pick the same player. I think we have. But if we have, it would have been a long time ago. So we'll we'll put that in the back pocket, X, I think. That's a good yeah. shout. No, I think that's a good one because, obviously, if I pick Bobby Moore, for example, you yeah. then can't. So it's yeah. quite it's quite a, an interesting way to get around it, and then you can compare the the two teams and see who people thought was the strongest. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely made note so, of that. Yeah, so let's do that another time. So this is from Gavin Stevens. He said, "All right, lads, I've supported the club for over forty years, and was only." was only one the last time we won a major trophy. My question is, say we unfortunately do get relegated, yet we win the Conference League, do you think playing in the Europa League next season will hinder us going straight back up? I'm only asking as if we go down, we won't have the squad we do now and play the extra matches in the Championship, which is 46 league games, plus domestic cup games, and then on a Thursday in Europe, surely it'll be too much. Yeah, I think it would. I think it'd be obviously if we got relegated, it'd be a disaster anyway. But it's um, it's it's never easy playing a, a Thursday and a Sunday. And you speak to players, ex-players, and even Mad Dog said it himself. You know, it's a nightmare. And it does take its toll. And I think even to be honest, without the Europa League, it's going to be a challenge getting back up. There's no divine right that West Ham has to get back into the Premier League. And if you look at the amount of changes we'd have to make, the players would have to lose the embarrassment of of playing in a sixty-six thousand seat stadium that's going to be half full if we're lucky um I, I think it would be, it would be terrible and it would be such a challenge to to come back up if you add Europa League into it I don't think we'd qualify from the group um but you're still talking about six games there that would definitely have an impact without a doubt and if those six games impacted at least I don't know four or five games if you look at the points that you possibly lost that could be the difference between making the playoffs or not so I think it would, um, yeah, I think it would be a nightmare, to be honest. Yeah, I do. And I think you'd, I think you'd have to actually sacrifice it. I think you'd have to play your fringe and youth team players in the, in the Europa League, as sad, as sad as that sounds. But getting out of the championship would be by far your ultimate priority that season. And not. And I don't think you know, the Europa League would be as sad as that is, because we all love Europe and that. But I just think you'd have to almost sacrifice it. You'd have to sacrifice because 46 league games, as he says, plus all the cup games, you'd be playing almost twice, three times a week, every week. Yeah, too so no, much. 
with international breaks thrown in as well. You know, mm. you'd be playing those weeks you were be playing, it'd be constant. And we wouldn't have a big squad then because as we've already said, lots of players would leave. So I think you'd have yeah. to play the, I think you'd have to play the young lads and if it's the under 18s, they might go on and win it on current form. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but yeah. You'd, you'd have to do that because it would just be too much to, to ask in the championship with uh, winning the league would have to be the ultimate out, outcome of that season or getting promoted at the minimum, definitely. Um, um, Imagine this scenario, right? <laughs> Imagine this scenario. Imagine we got relegated and we didn't go back up in the first season, but during that first season, we won the Europa League. Yeah, it got so to the, the following season, yeah. we're in the Champions League. But in the championship, can you actually imagine uh, that? I wonder been... what that would mean for recruitment if you were playing in the Champions League. Yeah, but you wouldn't last very long. But you were yeah. a championship club. Well, you, you, in some ways, we'd still be better than some of the shitty teams in the Champions League, wouldn't we? I mean, we would, obviously, we'd never win it. But there are teams in the Champions League that championship sides are better than in those early rounds. There are. Well, imagine the, the revenue you would get, X, in yeah. comparison to other clubs in the championship. The revenue that you would get. Could really yeah. get you out of shit and and yeah. numb the pain of of the financial catastrophe that is relegation. Can you imagine yeah. that? I mean, it's never going to happen. It's all hypothetical, but it's an it's an interesting one. Just yeah, to it would be. It, isn't it? Be so West Ham. That's the sort of story that would happen at West Ham. <laughs> yeah. If any if any clubs going to do it, it'll be us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this is from Mike K. <clears throat> and who said, Mike, oh, X, sorry, you, you have said before, and I've seen elsewhere, that West Ham have no intention of triggering Declan Rice's option for the extra year. Do you know what their thought process is for deciding that? Also, I'm with you as far as believing we are staying up, but have a real problem trusting that we can score enough goals to do it. What do you think boys will do that for the final... St- what do you think boys will do about that for the final stretch? Nothing, correct? Um, mm. So um, in terms of Deck and Rice, I think they could trigger it and they will say to any club that are going to make an offer for him that we will be, you know, we can trigger that deal. So it is two and a half years or two and a bit years from this point onwards. So the clubs that are buying him will know that it's that long. So essentially... We're not triggering it, but we are, if that makes sense. Like we're not officially triggering it, but in terms of the negotiations, we'll be able to turn around and say, we can. I think it's fair to say <coughs> that the club and Declan have accepted that he'll go this summer, um, and so there's almost no need. It will be considered in, in negotiations, but not actually one that's initiated. And while I'm talking of Declan, yesterday was just ridiculous. When people, I don't know, you probably haven't seen it, but where people are doing... Um, he, um, Sinchenko came up to at the end, gave him a hug, and people have lip read that Sinchenko apparently said, um, something like, so you joining us? Yeah. And Deccan said, we'll see. It, it's, it's a load of rubbish. You can, the, I'm not a lip reading expert, but it looks like he said, did you enjoy it or you enjoy it? But either way, whatever he said, he wouldn't be tapping him up for transfers when he's just captained the Ukraine, his national team, in a loss to England with what's going on in his country. And then people would turn around and say, Declan shouldn't be having these conversations. Just give it up, please. Like on Declan, I understand that people are upset that he's going. I understand people don't want him to go. I understand people are upset that interview he did in the World Cup. But we don't need to analyse everything. Let's just let him get on with trying to lead this club to staying up and not analysing lit reading to try and get clues as to what he's whether he's going or not. The strong chances he is going, but he's fully focused on West Ham at the moment right now. Let's just have that until the summer and then worry about it then. Oh, do you know Carl, what? Carl, I'm, 
Honestly, can't leave I'm, anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm just fucking fed up talking about it. It's I know, so but he cool. can't move anyway. So what's the point of talking about it? Because he can't move anyway. He can't move until the summer, so he's not going to move before then. He probably will move in the summer. That's the facts. It's just Let's just get on with it. Now I don't well, know why people I mean, talking about it. Do you know what? Look, the, the way I look at it is... I would be amazed if he doesn't go in the summer. So in my mm. mind, Declan Rice is going to categorically leave West Ham in the summer. In my mind. Um, what did Sinchenko say that to him? And did Declan Rice say, we'll see? I can believe it. I haven't seen it, but I can it's, believe it's that not, that would take not. place. Well, uh, who knows? But the, the bottom line is, in my mind, I know he's going. And in an ideal world, I just want to fucking stop talking. It's so boring. It's so I'm so sick of us being banging trouble. And all I'm fucking hearing about is where Declan Rice is going to go. I, I, honestly, I couldn't give a fuck where he goes, to be honest. He's going to go. So good luck to him. And until then, get your head down. And everyone else, just stop fucking talking about it. And let's just concentrate on him trying to do his job to to keep us up well, it's, it's all that should matter it's so boring X I, know, I do agree with you the only thing I don't agree with you on is well, I don't care where he ends up I do care I'd much well, rather within he, reason obviously I wouldn't want him yeah. to go to Tottenham but well, exactly you know, I'd rather but, yeah. he went to Arsenal than Chelsea put it that way I'd rather he didn't go to Chelsea as well but yeah mm. at the end of the day I agree with you I think we just need to stop talking about it it's probably going to happen when it happens it'll probably be to Arsenal at the moment although that's not definite let's just accept that and have him as captain for now and stay up and then worry about it in the summer there's constant talking about it doesn't do us the club it makes us look Mickey Mouse and also and also it doesn't do much for Declan as well he just wants to get on with being captain of West Ham as I say he can't leave until the summer anyway so why bother talking about it I just don't understand to be honest I would imagine Declan's probably enjoying it because it just it just raises his profile everyone every time someone talks about who he's going to be linked with and well I'd be surprised if he didn't no, I, mean, I don't think he enjoys the fact that people are basically implying that he's basically doing the dirty on West Ham every time he steps away from the club I don't think he's enjoying that I of course people have implied that have they they have they're saying he's like talking to you know he's talked to Arsenal behind our backs he's uh, talking to Simchenko on the pitch there I think a lot of people are just almost like I don't know, rubbishing his name uh, in terms of his commitment to West Ham. Yeah, okay, he said that in the World Cup again. I think that was harsh what people said about him. But let's just let him get on with this season and hopefully keep us up and then worry about it then. There's no point saying he's courting this club or he's flirting with that player. They said it like there was a video the other day, Ian Wright, Saka and him talking. Um, and um, I think. Uh, Ramsdale might have been there as well. Everyone's like, oh, look, here you go. He's, he's flirting with Arsenal again. It's just, he's good mates with Saka and Ian Wright happened to be there. Just stop looking into things. Let's just get on with it and try and stay up. And, uh, do you know what? And Declan Rice is going to be a massive loss for West Ham. He's irreplaceable for West Ham. Let's have that right for a start. He is irreplaceable. That said, what needles me is how it's kind of seen that it's the be all and end all. That Declan Rice, and it's almost yeah, like West he's Ham bigger than the club. Do, no, no, I'm not saying this well. is what Declan's doing. I'm yeah. saying that the, the fact that what, the way we behave, it's like yes. it's like Declan's bigger than the club, and he isn't. No, no player has ever or ever will be bigger than no. the club. And we was around before Declan Rice, and we'll be around long after. You know, so it's just I just I just so fed up talking about fucking Declan Rice. Honestly, it's it's just uh, it's boring. And and what annoys me, and this isn't Declan's fault per se, but 
you know, all this constant speculation that he can't control unless he says something silly, like he has done in press conferences in the past. But in the here and now, he can't control what people are saying. And I, and I, and I, it just needles me that people are constantly talking about the captain of this football club leaving us when we are in a re- relegation battle. It's just no good can come from it, you know. No, I agree with you. I do. I do think it's pointless, and we just need to move on. But again, I don't understand why it's a story because. He, he can't move until the summer. So it doesn't matter. Even if he has joined Arsenal, which he hasn't, he can't move to the summer. So why does it matter? Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, well, yeah, but I suppose, look, I haven't seen the clip of him speaking to Sinchenko, so I, I don't know if it is believable that that's what was said. You would know better than I, because I haven't seen it, but, um, I suppose it would be, I suppose it's, yeah, I mean, if you're, it, let's say, let's for a second say that he did say that. There would be understanding as to why, because it'd probably be one of the only opportunities he would have to speak to him about going to Arsenal. Why not just call him up? Maybe maybe don't have his number. I don't know. Maybe he has. <laughs> Sorry, can ask half of Arsenal's team play for England. You know, maybe maybe he has. I don't know. I don't know. But then look again. I'm saying I haven't seen the clip. But, but I, would, did... I would I would find it believable if that conversation. Okay. Well, it, he didn't say that because I, I I know. And even if he did say that, what's it matter anyway? Even if he did say that, I like we'll I say, yeah, I don't care. The, the only way it matters see. to me is it, it fucking annoys me that once again we're talking about Declan Rice leaving West Ham when there should be more important things to worry about at the moment. It's, it's just mm. constant. Where's Declan Rice going to go? He's going to go there. Fuck me. He's not bigger than West Ham. We know he's going. So let him go. And in any conversations that take place in the meantime, so be it. Unless it's at the detriment or disrespect to West Ham, which yeah. in that scenario wouldn't be because he can't control what someone comes up to him and says. No, and I agree with you. I agree with you. We are bigger than him because we've we've lost big players before. You know, we, we lost Martin Peters to Tottenham. He was a World Cup winner. You know, we lost Pae, who was a Ballon d'Or um, nominee. We lost, mm. you know, Lampard and Rio Ferdinand and Joe Cole and Jermaine Defoe and Carrick all at the same time. And we still, mm. we still yeah. came back from them. So, you know, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, no player is bigger than the club. Um, you know, it's even, you know, you look at legend Julian Dix, you know, even he left to join Chelsea. Uh, Liverpool at one point yeah. and we were still came back and Tony Cotty Frank McAvenny you know we still carried on and and so on so yeah I agree no, no player is bigger than the club and just just let's just get on with it now hopefully it, that'll be the end of it to the end of the season now and we can just concentrate on staying up and he can captain us to doing that this is from Joe Beerman and I, I didn't want to talk t- too much about Moyes today because I 
I'm a bit fed up with my timeline, just being fed uh, messages and my DMs of people telling me I'm wrong constantly, but I've picked out two. One will come in the final section, one's now, and it's from Joe Beerman, and he said, not a question, but I agree with Dave regarding Moyes being sacked. I think the best analogy would be a student. If an A-star quality student does no work for 11 months of the year and looks likely to foul, but crams in the final month before the exam and just mm. scrapes a pass, say a C, have they truly achieved I think not. This would be the same as Moyes saving the season now. It's with utter dross, lacking energy, commitment and tactical noose. Uh, without getting into the opinions of what the season has been, all I will say is that I don't agree with that comment because and regardless of whether I think Moyes should stay as manager or whether Moyes should not be manager, if West Ham finish 12th in the league and win the Conference League and get into the Europa League, that is better than the equivalent of a C grade. West Ham haven't won a trophy for 42 years. Since when have we now winning a trophy only being, a, being an average, like a major European competition that all of us have said that we'd love to win and gets us into the Europa League, which is an even bigger competition since when has that been an average average achievement of course the league performances haven't been great and of course at the moment it's not looking good at all um, but if we finish 12th and we win the conference league I'm sorry I don't agree that that's just an average achievement yes the signs are there for Moyes isn't the right manager based on league performances but if you're grading on achievement I don't agree I don't agree that that's a C achievement because what does that mean then when we won the FA Cup in the past what grade was that when we won the cup with us, cup in the past, what grade was that? That means West Ham have never achieved anything better than average if you go using that scenario. So I I'm sorry, I don't agree with that analogy. I still understand, and I'll come to this in the, the later section, why people don't think Moyes is the right person, but to completely disregard winning a European competition and staying up like as 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 an average achievement, I don't think it's right. It doesn't matter how you get there. I was exactly the same as that scenario that people have described. I was uh, at school. I was, um, you know, I guess I mean, to, to, to be too complimentary to myself, I was a decent student in terms of intelligence, but I lacked uh, effort. I always thought it was more fun to be the class clown and be silly in class. I never did any homework. I used to copy my mates. I never did any revision. Then about two weeks before the actual test, I would do revision. I would revise like crazy for about two weeks before the test, do the test, get good grades. I've got good GCSEs and A-levels, forget everything I'd crammed in the day after the exam, but I still got the same grades as someone that worked hard all year. Um, so I don't think you can use that scenario personally. Well, look, it depends how you look at it, because winning a trophy for the first time in over 40 years is an achievement. No one could ever take that away from David Moyes. It's an achievement. And in my lifetime, I've never seen a manager do it. So I'd love to win that competition. I really would. So on paper, it's an achievement. But firstly, your your example includes us potentially finishing 12th, which is hypothetical because well, all the evidence throughout 50. the season... Yeah, but all the evidence throughout the season shows that we're not going to finish 12th. Yeah, but we're judging this at the end of the season when we know the answer is everything is hypothetical now. But if the answer was, which is what that statement is, if the answer was we stay up and we win the the um, the Conference League, then it would still only be a C-grade achievement because we didn't play well before. We know we, it's, it's still hypothetical, so it hasn't happened, but he's writing that question as if it has happened. Yeah, but okay, so let's forget about the grading system for a minute, right? Because I think that probably confuses the conversation a little bit. If we strip it back, David Moyes 
is massively failing at West Ham domestically. There's no two ways about it. To be one point off the bottom of the table with those players he's got is fucking unbelievable. And I'll be honest, I cannot believe he's not been sacked. I cannot believe he's not been sacked. The Conference League is a competition that he should be winning. Because as I said last week, the teams he's played are shit. The teams that are left are not as good as West Ham on paper. So he should be winning that tournament. If he finishes a point above the relegation at the end of the season, or even if he finishes 15th, but wins the Conference League, which is a competition that he should be winning, he should still lose his job. Because I I just don't think he can take us any further than he's taken us. I don't think the players enjoy playing for him. Every single week, we are putting question marks on his name as to why he didn't do this, why he did do this, how boring it is, how negative it is. Why did he say this about that player in the post-match interview? Where's his in-game management? Why have we fallen about, uh, fallen apart in terms of set pieces? You know, all of these things, he, he he's massively underperforming in his job. He is. And, and uh, if we stay up... It's because he's been lucky enough to have a group of players that are just good enough to get him out of the shit. It won't be it won't be because he's done a great job as a manager. It's because he's got players collectively that are better than our relegation rivals, and thankfully they've got us out of the shit, but should be achieving a hell of a lot more than they are for the players that we've got. So I think I, I so yes, it'd be an achievement to win a trophy, but it's in a competition that as the stars align, we should be winning. Because we're better than everyone else. Okay, we've been diabolical. Yeah, but there's so many times there's that argument that it's very hard to play in the league and in Europe and teams that are arguably better than us that have been in the Conference League when you list Spurs and, you know, you list Leicester, people are telling me how good they are and stuff. You know, that you look at those teams, none of them have been able to win it. And yes, you might say there's weaker opposition in it this year or whatever, but, you know, when Leicester won the league, there was the argument that uh, the other teams weren't performing or Leicester didn't have any injury injuries or whatever, there's always circumstantial evidence that you could say um, made it easier this year for somebody. Even when you talk, if you want to put it back to being at school, every year they say, oh, exams were easier this year or that question was hard that year or whatever. So, yes, you can say West Ham should be winning it, but so many times should, teams should be winning things and, the, and they don't win things. Yeah, um, so, so then it's a failure. If you should be winning something and you don't, then you failed. Right, so if he does win it, then he's achieved. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's, he's achieved in that competition, and he's won a trophy for this football club that haven't won a trophy for 41 years or how many years it is. It depresses me to be specific on how many years it's been now. So it'd be great. It'd be great to win that competition, and it's a ticket into the Europa League. But you talk about circumstances. Yeah, circumstantially, luckily enough, this tournament just so happens to have lost any real threat to West Ham. Okay. I say real threat. There, there are threats in there, but it, it's the stars of a line that have made West Ham now the favourite to win this competition. Yeah, and that often happens when the other teams win. If he win wins the... it, to quote Roy Keane, that's his job. You know, so <laughs> he should be winning. He yeah, should but... be winning that competition. Mate, but, but that happens all the time. Every year then, every year, Man City should win the FA Cup. Every year, they should win it. If you're, if you're using that well, argument. No, well, well, no, well there, there's an expectation 
that they should be winning it but because they don't. of the squad, because of the money. No, but they don't. But then at the same time, look at the competition they've got to win that FA Cup. West Ham don't have that competition in the Conference League. Right, so how comes then any club in um, England, when was the last time a club of West Ham's size, right, won a European competition? I can't think of any. I can't think of any time. I'm trying. To, I'm literally trying to go through my head. And honestly, I would say if I could think of one, just to because people t- had a go at me the other day when I didn't mention that I knew Leicester had won the FA Cup. Um, I can't. I can't think of a team that has won uh, a, a European competition of our stature. You know, the only team I can think of winning anything, I can remember Chelsea winning the Champions League. I can win, remember Man United winning it. I can remember Liverpool winning it. Um, Manchester City haven't won anything in Europe and they've got an absolute ridiculous money spent over the years including arguably the world's best striker at the moment they've never won anything in Europe Um, yes they're always in the Champions League so it's a harder competition but by their standards they're a better team than West Ham they haven't won it I can't think of a single team of our size that has won the Conference League or or the equivalent UEFA Cup or whatever was before this you know you you sit people sit there saying West Ham should win it well then every single year gone by managers should have won it as well because their squads were as good um, as West Ham or slightly less or whatever but round about the same and they didn't so all of those managers should have been sacked and they weren't and I, I just think It'd be weird, but the those- next, at the same time you also show me a club of our size that have been in the competition with an easier route to the final than West Ham have got yeah, but you, you can look at the FA Cups, mate. There's years where... Yeah, but you can't when, compare the FA Cup to the Conference League. You can, because it's there's... a ridiculous FA, analogy. It's not, because there's teams when... There's times when the top teams draw each other. Look at the FA Cup semi-finals now. They've got Brighton and Sheffield United in it. Okay? So the FA Cup this year, you've got Manchester United, Manchester City, Brighton and Sheffield United. So you've got a championship team, and you've got... A, okay, Brighton are doing well this year, but they're not one of the big teams. So if Manchester City don't win it this year, they've underachieved. And, and you can say... Yeah, Arsenal, You can say Arsenal. Where's Arsenal? Yes, they got knocked out by Manchester City. Where's Liverpool? Where's, you know, if Manchester United don't win it, they're all right, Manchester City are in it. But you could argue this about every single year, about every single tournament because circumstances happen each year yes i understand what you're saying that the competition is there to be to be um won because the teams left aren't that great but there's still you know decent teams left in it it's not complete mickey mouse um uh, thing left you know the dutch team that are left are right at the top of their league fiorentina aren't doing great this year but they're they're still a reasonably uh sized italian team you know that they're not complete no hopers from like you know some farmers league yeah, but I didn't say that I didn't say that no, no, but that's the bottom line is and the bookies agree we should be winning the competition so if we don't then it's a failure I, I don't I, I'm surprised we're on a different page with this then so so if we if we get knocked out in the semi-final is that an achievement for David Moyes then, in your opinion no West Ham should win this trophy that's so what, what why are we arguing the point then well what, what I'm arguing is is that if we don't so you're basically saying that the, the trophy is um, that we should win it but what I'm saying is even if we win it it is still achievement because there's so many yeah but this is what I'm saying back to that comment by the bloke he's saying that it's basically oh it's an average achievement it's not an average achievement yes we should win it but how many times should teams win things Manchester City Manchester United well especially Manchester City because their money should win everything every year and they don't then they should have won the Champions mm, League by then now. they failed they don't. yeah so is Guardiola a bad manager then 
because he no, doesn't win. I don't, it. He's a bad, I don't think he's a bad manager. So but there it, you go. You can't. Com- well, no, you say there you go, Rex. He's not sitting a point away from the bottom of the fucking table with a, no, but, with a but decent it's squad pers- of players. But it's different perspective, isn't it? If it, we haven't got spent like whatever money they've spent over the last ten years, we're not paying a manager the amount of money he's being paid. We've not got Haaland up front, you know. So it's different expectations. Manchester City should be winning the league and the Champions League and everything they enter every season pretty much on that perspective but they don't because football doesn't work like that that you should be winning things but you don't often win things Manchester United haven't been in the top four um, for a while they've been struggling for a number of years they should be doing better Arsenal until this season should be doing better Tottenham should be doing better Tottenham haven't won anything for ages Chelsea should be doing better you can look at every single team yeah and, and, and managers lose their jobs at these clubs yeah, they do. because they're they not do. doing it Exactly. And they should but, be doing it. But if he does So there it, are consequences to that failure. Yeah, and there hasn't he, been any for David Moyes. Because he, he's still got a chance of winning it. If yeah, he and, yeah. Luckily Dave, enough Just let him. me talk, please, because I can't get my points across. Yeah, but you, 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 you're, you're fucking using like a million words to make the same point, mate. No, it's I'm like, not. I'll just say... You, you finish your point, then. You finish your point, okay. and I'll make mine. Right. So if West Ham win the Conference League, it is an achievement. I'm sorry. So Agreed. Just, so, so well, then that's what I'm trying to say. And if we don't, he's fouled. Yes, which is what I'm saying. But why is suddenly winning a trophy, a, a European trophy, and I'm not necessarily saying you, because I think you're arguing a different point to the point I'm arguing. What I'm saying is winning a European trophy is not... A, 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 an average achievement is he's given this guy that sent that question in has given the grade a C a C right a C to me unless we've got different expectations of what a C grade means but a C grade to me is fairly average if West Ham if you used to say to me at the start of the season if West Ham stay up and we win a European trophy I'm sorry 95% and we get in the Europa League 95% of West Ham fans would take that you don't take into account the performances don't take into account all that stuff just on the achievement the season has finished West Ham stay up we've won a European trophy that is an achievement I'm I'm sorry, it's better than a C grade achievement. Yes, I, I agree. Right, okay, agree. well then we move on. because well, that's well, well, the... Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so the, the only point I was going to make there, I agree. So I didn't use the average grading analogy. That came from the person asking the question. But to go to his point, I think the point that he is making ultimately is that David, manage, uh, David Moyes is failing as a manager at West Ham. Domestically, it's diabolical. At this point, away from yeah. the bottom of the table, so that if he then goes on to win a competition that he should be winning, because he's luckily, luckily enough, we've got a really, really good route to the final, and he does win that, then it's papering over the cracks as to what the real issues are with him as a manager. I Quite think that's possibly. the point he's making. Well, quite possibly, but... And I'll make him right, by the way. Okay, quite possibly. He might be right. As I've said, what people seem to forget when they come back at me... Is that I've said I would replace David Moyes in the summer, even if he won the trophy, if the three or four managers that I think would be better than David Moyes are available. But I, what I can't get my head round is why West Ham fans, because they're so anti-Moyes, so anti-Moyes, that even if he wins a trophy now, it's suddenly not an achievement. And I'm not saying that you've said that, but there no. are a lot of people out there that have said that. It doesn't matter if he's won. It's a Mickey Mouse trophy. He should be winning it. Yes, technically he should be winning it. 
but so many times managers should do things clubs should do things and they don't if, if as i said are, are we going to dismiss any league winning from manchester city oh never mind they should be winning it every time a, a english club wins the champions league never mind they should be winning it i don't see why pardon there's more competition within those competitions yeah, but they're a bigger team with more money, mate. It's all about standards. Yeah, but, if but I, then there's if PSG, I, then there's Real Madrid, there's Barcelona, yeah, exactly. there's Juventus, there's Bayern there Munich. Of course there is. But so so the expectations are lowered because of your competition in that competition. David Moyes doesn't have that problem in the Conference League. It's still Listen. an achievement to win it, but he doesn't have the same problem. You can't compare dirt and gold like that. No, but if, like last year, then, who was in the Conference League last year? Tottenham were in the Conference League last year. Mm. Tottenham are a club game for the Champions League. Apparently, they're in fourth place in the league at the moment, and they've sat their manager. So they're seeing, oh, okay, it's probably based upon what he's said, more so than what he's achieved. But they've sat their manager. They, they got knocked out of the Conference League in the very early stages. and. Yep. And, and so then, so then it's obviously proven that it's not as easy as it, it could be, right? The, the, there was good teams in this competition at the start of the year that, that haven't made it through. Maybe mm. they didn't prior prioritize it. I don't know. Lazio went out in the last round. You know, there, there's decent teams that have been in this tournament. Villarreal, you know, they won, they won the, um, Conference League or Europa League not long ago, you know. So there are decent teams that have been in this tournament, but whatever happens, they've 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 not they've you know fallen out of it. I would say that Manchester City, yes, you've talked about Paris Saint Germain and Barcelona and stuff like that, but in terms of the money that Man City has spent over the years, there's very few that can compare to them. And then in re, in that return. All of the four teams that are that, that are English that qualify for the Champions League, they should pretty much always be in the latter stages because because of the fact of their size, their money. Barcelona and Real Madrid should always be in the latter stages. Barcelona went out to Eintracht Frankfurt last year and we lost money on it because they should have beaten Frankfurt and they didn't. You know, it happens all the time where teams should do things. So what I'm getting at is if Moyes does win it, regardless of whether we were the best team in that tournament, I don't understand why people are trying to take away a European trophy win, which we have never had since 1965, away from the club because they think he's such a bad manager. Yes, are people the, saying that, the Knicks? Yes, yes. It's all like, I've seen it loads. Like People say that it's not much of a tune. Yes, he probably should still go, but they're diminishing the, the, the achievement of winning a European trophy because they don't think David Moyes is the right person. You can separate the two. You can say, yes, he's won the trophy. He's won a European competition. And if you still believe, which many do, probably me being one of them, that he still can't take you beyond that, you can say, thanks very much, David Moyes. You've won us a trophy. That's a real good achievement for the club. However, to go to the next level, we think that you've reached your, your ceiling now and this is the guy that we think it's going to take us on to the next level that's fine but to turn around and say oh it doesn't matter you should have won it anyway I just think is, is a, a stupid take on, on a club like of West Ham size winning a European trophy yeah I agree with that because again I'm saying it would be a fantastic achievement to win this competition it really would but it's a competition he should be winning doesn't mean right. to say it wouldn't be an achievement because he's won it because it would be but he should be winning it and if he doesn't he's failed Okay, That's the I, only point I'm making. I agree. Listen, if West Ham, uh, this next week coming up is so important for us because we've got Southampton at home. And in my section, I'll tell you a bit about availability for that. You've got Southampton at home. You've got 
um, Newcastle at home, which is obviously not as straightforward as you'd like, but Fulham away. They're all they're all games that we could get points out of. At the end of that week, it's going to be crucial to see where we are. If we don't beat Southampton, we're in massive trouble. Massive trouble. Mm. Um, if we. If we don't win the Conference League, I would say at this point, yes, that he's underachieved because when you look at the teams that are left, I think people are underestimating the Dutch side personally. Um, but when you look at the teams that are left, on paper, we're favourites for a reason. So if we don't make it beyond this stage, then yeah, he probably hasn't. But at the moment, that hasn't happened. That's the that's my point. At the moment, he could still keep us up in the league and keep us um, win the trophy. People might not think that could happen because of the way he's playing and tactics and whatever it may be, but it's still hypothetical. It could happen, and if it does happen, it's still an achievement if he wins a European trophy. Mm, agreed. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that eventually. <laughs> right. well, no, I, 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 we, we agreed from the start, but I think in terms of certain things around it I think we have disagreements on but in okay. terms of it being an achievement if we win the trophy I, I made that point from the from the get-go it would be okay. amazing it would be and at the start of the and, season, and it would be a failure if he didn't and at the start of the season if you'd said to 95 to all West Ham fans West Ham are going to have a bit of a ropey time in the league um, Fuck me, that's so, an understatement right, you'd say that, okay a bad time in the league because I'm going on what the end of the season is though yes at this point it's been ropey if we win the next 10 games it hasn't been but we're not going to do that I know but what I'm saying is if West Ham stay up yeah okay it wasn't the easiest run they stayed up in the end they, they put a good run together at the end they finished 14th 15th and they won the conference league most West Ham fans at that point would be like yes I want that yeah. they would and yeah, I think people I'll in, be one of them yeah yeah, and I think people are in denial when they but I think people are just trying to because they dislike what Moyes is doing right now they, they, they won't admit that but I think I think that if he was to go back in time they would anyway let's move on Ricky Clayton good evening fellas a question for X do you think you'll ever reveal your identity obviously a lot of people see you at events and I'm sure people spot you with Dave and let's face it us true patrons with notice your voice a mile away <laughs> um, well, after my Moyes stance, probably never. No, um, I think I'll uh, cover my face in a pa- paper bag whenever I go to anything. Um, but, um, I get enough shit for that as it is. But um, uh, no, um, I don't think I'll ever come out a hundred percent and say this is me. This is what I look like because it's not worth it. It doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't necessarily add anything. I wish going back in time, I probably had started like this. But there's so many trolls out there, people that all want to say nasty things. I'm not prepared to go through that form of bullying you know people get bullied at school people get bullied in life why would I put myself out there to just get more of it which I would get I would get 100% because people like to knock people and my skin maybe isn't as tough as others so I wouldn't by the end of the day most people know what I look like now most people know what I sound like most people know enough about me it's it's nothing major I'm a nobody I'm just a fat lad with a Twitter account that happened to be able to <laughs> take it a bit beyond that that's who knows a few people um, so there's no great mystique to it so I don't feel the need the only thing that holds it back occasionally is it starts us doing YouTube shows and the odd TV appearance that we've been asked to do but on the whole probably not just because 
you know, people see the crap people get online and that's when they can see what a person looks like when you can actually confirm that I'm a short, fat lad and that's balding with a big nose that I don't need to hear it from others. Fucking okay, hell, it's a terrible Tinder profile, that. <laughs> yeah, no wonder I've had no matches recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should probably adjust that. Maybe stick a post on someone, someone else on there. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how many more you want to do in this section, mate, because obviously that one went on a bit longer than, than I'd intended. Uh, the previous one, um, there's one here about Shafal and Declan, but I think we've kind of talked about, talked about that really. Um, Oh, no, actually, no, this is one I do want to talk about. This is from Ben, and who said, hello, gents. Actually, I think this is good to do on the free one because it's our, because our website is free. Hello, gents. I want to point out all of your good hard work that you do for us fans. However, I want to be honest and say that some of the recent Twitter stroke Instagram posts have not only been misleading, but to be honest, utter shit stirring clickbait posts. I'm not sure who runs the West Ham Way social media accounts, but please don't let it sink as low as some of the other accounts. The Chafal post and even the deck post got a lot of bad feedback and was a hot talking point on other West Ham accounts, WhatsApps. The last thing I'd want for you both is negativity. Is there's enough of that around the club? Cheers, gents. Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, firstly, thanks for the kind words and uh, thanks for the honesty because, you know, me and X will always take honest feedback because it can only be productive if we get that. So, um, and, and if it's done in the right way, which that, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Um, so I, I've got to be honest and, and this is just me being me. I, I, <laughs> I don't tend to read the stuff that we publish, um, as such. So, I can't really contribute too much to this. I don't know if you want to take this on X. Yeah, so I can take this on. And actually, it isn't me that does it either. So we're not passing the buck here, but I kind of oversee it. So I oversee the website and um, the Twitter account and stuff. And anything that's put out in my name, I double check. So Mark and other writers have to send anything that says X says this or X said that. They can't put it out until I've read it. So I don't think you'd ever see clickbait stuff, as far as I'm aware, that has me quoted in it. But Mark does have roll over it. I'm not going to sort of frame under the bus because him and I have had a chat. We've had a chat this morning about it and I have told him not to use such clickbaity headlines as those two articles that have been pointed out there. So yes, we admit it happened. The problem we've got to defend Mark a bit is obviously when we do these posts and we do them on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and so on, so many times people will comment underneath like, something where they've clearly not read the article. So it might be, there was one I remember about Jose Mourinho, where basically he was being linked. It was that time where he did a crossed eyes with the watches on and stuff, and he was being linked to the club. And there was an article that came out and he said, um, uh, basically, I just basically said that it's not true. It's not true. He's not coming to the club. And the, the headline even was no way Jose or something like that. So it's quite straight to the point and meant to be a little bit comical with the headline. The amount of comments underneath the Facebook post, um, who makes up this shit as if Jose Mourinho would come to West Ham? Why would Jose Mourinho come to West Ham? Blah, 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 blah. When they clearly hadn't read what the article said, which said exactly that he wouldn't come to West Ham. The rumors elsewhere that are being reported are a load of rubbish. So 
So Mark has got that difficult act of trying to get people to actually read it. And obviously, you call it clickbait. Of course, you want people to click onto the website because and read it. That's why we put the article out. There's no, there's no point doing an article if you don't want people to read it. And of course, you want to try and entice them into read it. But I agree. The last few headlines, particularly the Chaffel one, have been too over the top and too dramatic to the point where they have been misleading and caused issues probably beyond like what Ben said that we want. So I've spoke to Mark today and we've talked about clickbait headlines and I've told him not to do it. So hopefully going forward, I mean, there might be, obviously it's going to be an element of clickbait, but not to the point where it's completely misleading. Um, so hopefully, um, because you, you, it's like any headline on a newspaper, the headline has got to make the person want to read what it's about, but it needs to be related to the article and needs to be factually correct. So um, we have spoke to Mark about that and hopefully things will, will change going forward. But um, yeah, I to think what was being said in those WhatsApp groups because I got tagged into a load of them. Um, see, say things like, see, as if X isn't making five pounds from it, then he probably doesn't care what's put out. It really isn't the case. I sit and I, I watch, I speak to Mark all the time about these articles. I, I just didn't see the last two that have come out and we've already addressed it now. Mm, it's hard to get the balance, and it. And the thing is, it's the nature of the beast because it ain't just the West Ham way that is putting out clickbait in inverted commas. Someone's taking the time to write the article when you want it to be as attractive as possible mm. and, and invite people to read it. And that's everyone doing that. That's that's other West Ham websites doing that. That's Lab Bible. That's you name it. You know, the reason it's difficult is because I get frustrated sometimes if I see something, an article that drives me into to click on it and read it, not even West Ham related. And I'll look at it and I think, fucking what a waste of time that was. You know, that is quite annoying. But then at the same time, like I say, it's the nature of the beast. You want to be able to, to get clicks and views on that because that's the reason you do what you do. So it is quite difficult to get that balance, I will say. And I think, you know, I think people to a degree should just accept that that is the case because that is how it works journalistically. It is. Mm-hmm. Unless those articles are damaging to certain people, then I think it's just the way it is, really. But um, mm. I didn't know you'd had those conversations with Mark. And like I say, to a degree, I feel a bit sorry for him because it is, you know, it, what, what do you do, you know? Well, yeah, definitely. Like, I agree. Yeah, it's, I totally agree with what you just said there. It's very hard, particularly when our articles, articles go on News Now. And on News Now, there's other websites putting their articles out generally about the same thing. So you want people to read what yeah. we've said. So in order to stand out, you need a headline. That's the only thing you've got to stand out to make people read it because you can't show the rest of the article because it, it doesn't work like that on those sites. So you're right. You're spot on to defend Mark there. It is very, very hard to write a headline and not be clickbaity to an extent because like you've said, the whole point is to lure someone in to read the article. I just think we have to be a little bit careful sometimes when we're doing a headline that isn't you know, necessarily entirely correct with what the article is saying. It might be, but in fairness, I don't think Mark does that very often. Maybe these two came out like that, but um, in fairness, I don't think he does it very often. I think in some in some ways we underplay how much knowledge we actually have on certain things as a, as a site because of our connections. But um, 
<clears throat> if people read the articles as well, it would help because me and Mark have also had to have discussions about how can we get people to read them more. People can stop commenting on the Facebook account and the Twitter account where they clearly haven't read the article. The amount of times I say to Mark, do the post and then write, please read the article before commenting because it's like people arguing about the same thing that we've said in the, in, in the article. So yeah, it's a difficult balance to but we have taken on board the feedback. There was quite a lot of comments sent to me about the last articles so you know Ben's not alone and um, yeah we have addressed it um, from this point uh, onwards fair enough mate okay so let's answer some more questions after your section if you're up for it yeah yeah good man the Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.